What's up, everybody? My name is Victor Cruz. This is the Victor Cruz Show. Uh, only this time, we are on uninterrupted, ladies and gentlemen. PR is here. He crashed it. I don't. Somebody keeps giving him the address. Yo, if you thought for one second you were going to take this show to uninterrupted, <laughs> and I wasn't going to be on it, <laughs> you are out of your mind. Oh, man. So PR is here. We are uninterrupted now. We are on uninterrupted now, ladies and gentlemen. We are I have the privilege and the honor to be on a glorious network like Uninterrupted. It's been a beautiful uh, marriage, I guess, if you will. And yep. here we are. Um, as you know, I mean, we sound official. Yeah, now. no, it's not a game. It's, it's not, not a game. game. We're in the studio. Vic's posture is really he, good I'm, right he, now. I'm, I'm, I'm solid right now. We're not, we're not playing around. I'm going to tell your listeners how we ended up on Uninterrupted. I'm going to okay. give them two options, and they can pick which one really happened. Okay. One is Uninterrupted calls me and is like, look, Vic's been holding you back. <laughs> you know, we clearly, we know talent. You know, we think you have the goods. You know, come on over to Uninterrupted, and we'll start the Paul Rivera show. Now tell them the truth. That's option A. Mm-hmm. Option B is they called you and were like, PR is holding you back. <laughs> 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 we want to bring the Victor Cruz show to Uninterrupted. And you said, being the good dude you are, I will only do it if my man PR is still able to find the address and show up on the I show. I cannot wait for y'all to see the logo <laughs> to this show. PR, it, all you're going to see is his eyes on the bottom of the, uh, of the joint. You're not even going to see his face. Barely his name is going to be on the logo. Hey, hey, we flew up. This is a true story. We flew up to L.A. to yep. have this me- uninterrupted meeting right, yep. with, with the good folks at Uninterrupted. Um, and I didn't really say much in the meeting. Do you remember what the one thing I had, what my one non-negotiable was in the meeting? That his name was bigger than mine (laughs) on the banner. And and all I left that meeting with was a promise that my name might be on the banner. Like, size pause wasn't discussed. 1,000%. And and now I'm going to have a conversation to make sure that only just his, maybe just his first name, just some random guy named Paul's on the show. They won't even know who it is exactly. Oh, man. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back, man. It's been, you know, we took a little minute off just to get ourselves squared away. I, t- I spent some time in Los Angeles. You just got back from LA. I just got back two days ago. How's Literally. it feel to be back in the city? Cold. Hold it's up. very cold. People, as we're recording this, it's like 50 <laughs> degrees outside, no, no. man. Like, it's, yeah, that's cold. Oh, and it's yeah. rainy. Dude, and it's windy. Four days in LA and all of a sudden 50s cold in Yo. April. It's, it's ridiculous, man. I can't go from, I was wearing a tank top two days, three days ago. This is true. So talk to, listen, man. You had a very interesting and unique offseason, to say the, the least. Okay. Um, as your fans know by now, um, you and the New York football giants have parted ways. Yes. Amicably, correct? Very amicably. Right? Um, so to say the least, it's been, you know, your first, your first uh, offseason season. In this manner, right? Can you discuss like how it's been different for you? Like it's been a little weird. I mean, <laughs> mainly because you know that's kind of part of the reason I went over to Los Angeles just to kind of get away from the. I didn't just I just didn't want to go everywhere and everyone's like, "We're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry." I'm just like, okay, I get it. I love this fan base. I love that you guys care about me and you guys are sorry. But I just wanted to go somewhere to clear my head a little bit, mm-hmm. as well as take some meetings and kind of start to shape out what Victor Cruz post-career looks like. I'm still very much a football player. I still very much want to be a part of an organization that wants me to be a part of their organization. But I wanted to kind of start shaping out what next steps look like post-career and start to just go from there. And um, and yeah, man, at Los Angeles, was it's a beautiful place, Pete, as you know. <laughs> hey, and, I, uh, I went and visited you. I yes. saw your setup. It wasn't too shabby. It's okay. It was- 
little shack that I rented out. Hey, Vic sends me the address. I ask him, like, how do I get there? He's like, just go up the hill, basically. <laughs> just just go up the, the hill. When you lose man. reception, you're close. Listen, man. It was, close. It was, but, you know, it's funny. You and I had the conversation. It's like, you know, especially when you're not in the public eye, all your fans, for the most part, have to go off of is like your social media. That's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And if if I looked at your social media, I would think you were just in L.A. having a great time. Yeah. Right? Which you were. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about, like, what your daily routine was out there in terms of, like, workouts and all of that stuff. Like, I know you weren't out there just chilling. Not at all. So I will wake up at 8 a.m. I will drive an hour to to train. I trained at a lovely Exos facility. Shout out to Zach and, and uh, all the guys out there. I was training with... Julian Edelman and you know Garoppolo was out there, trains out there. Brandon Spikes, a linebacker, play like so. I had some good guys that I was out there training with that made it spectacular. And let's be clear, driving that hour wasn't a burden because I wanted to do it. You know, I wanted to train, however, wherever. I, I shipped my car out there for that exact reason. So I would work out from around ten to about noon. I would drive back home, get take a shower, get dressed, and around one one thirty, I'd figure out my day. Whether it was a meeting. You know, I took a meeting with Scooter Braun while I was out there. I took a meeting with WME, my my agency, just to let them know I was in town and let them know that I'm looking to see what next steps are. If that's something I can do right now to kind of, you know, take baby steps into it and mm-hmm. something I could do in the moment, like, let's do it. Like, I'm here. I'm here for three months relatively. I was there from mid-February all the way to, you know, two days ago. And uh, and we did some good things. We made it work. What were your workouts like? Like, I know I work out, like, at Crunch Gym. <laughs> I thought you were uh, Equinox guy. Uh, my budget's not there yet. I know a couple of people I'm working on it for the summer, but you know, what were your workouts like? Like, I go to the gym. It takes me like 45 minutes to get ready. You know what I'm saying? But my, I look good. Like I okay. match. You, you know, got I'm the not, Nike head to toe. You no good. show socks. I'm not messing around. <laughs> you know, then I get up. I like walk on the treadmill for a little. I'll ease into it. You okay. know. Um, after about six and a half minutes on the treadmill, I get back down to the gym, hit that sauna for a good half hour shower, and I'm out of there. Okay. I'm assuming your workouts were a little different. A little different. <laughs> um, so I get there. We train. We warm up. Whatever the case may be, we do about a 20-minute warm-up session, whether it's you know getting the calves right, getting your hamstrings loosened up, um, you know, jumping jacks. We do a, you know, stretching out our groins, just making sure our body's ready for the workout. Then we go into a, a, a power, whatever day that is, whether it's a speed day, a power day. We're either pulling sleds, um, you know, with resistance. We're sliding with the with the sleds. We're, uh, you know, doing speed workouts. Doing, you know, we're running routes. Me and Julian Edelman will go to the side and run routes for like, I mean, that guy's a nut. First and foremost, like, <laughs> let's be clear. He, it was two weeks after the Super Bowl. He's there and has already been there three days working out. Wow. Like he's not playing around. So that just wow. showed me like. If his work ethic is like that, and he's training and he's working out at this juncture of his career, him and I are the same age, coming off a of Super Bowl, obviously, I need to be working out just as much, mm-hmm. if not harder. You know what I'm saying? So so at this point in your career, you're still getting inspired by other people doing it. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Especially guys like him that you know came in the same year relatively and like been able to have success in the timing that we've been here. It's just a it's a beautiful thing, man. And and to watch him flourish and grow and, and win chips and be alongside one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever seen, if not the best quarterback we've ever seen play. Um, you know, more power to him and, and shout out to New England. They need to uh extend my guy Julian Edelman. I know they're they're you know, they're having some conversations about that this year. 
And are you running routes out there as well? Like, what's that look like? I'm running routes. Me and Julian Edelman are running routes. We're doing position-specific drills. We're doing cone drills, curl routes, bend routes, you know, putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions and then getting ourselves out of them because that's what, you know, that's what football is all about. You can do linear running and cutting and doing that all on your own as much as you can, but in games, your, your routes aren't going to be that clear, you know, aren't going to be that precise, aren't going to be without restriction from a defender. So we're working on all those different things. I, I guess the first thing we probably should have discussed, how are you feeling physically? I feel fantastic, Pete. Yeah? I, know, I mean, judging, I guess judging from my voice, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear how much I'm <laughs> smiling from <laughs> ear to ear. <laughs> uh, I feel good, man. I feel good. Body feels great. I've been training. I've been working out. I've been... You know, making sure I, in, in LA, it's hard to eat bad. Mm. I'm eating like, turn into like a low key vegan. Just hang out low. with me. I'll, I'll, there's plenty <laughs> of ways to eat bad out there. Just spend some time with me out there. Trust me. It's just like everywhere you look, I mean, a veggie grill. I, mean, I didn't even know what veggie grill was before I got there. I'm like, dude, what is this place? It's just, uh, it's a different lifestyle out there in Los Angeles for sure. On the business side of it, mm -hmm. right? Like, if we go back to like your rookie year, right? It was like, you know, you went with the Giants and you went to camp and, you know, they offered you a deal and it was like, shit, I'll take the deal, right? I'm happy to be here. And, and, and you've evolved and had the amazing career you've had. You've never had to really, like, meet with teams and kind of go through that whole process, like, you know, without, you know, discussing or naming the teams you've had conversations with. What's that process been like for you? It's a little different because, you you know, I've, I've only had one. I've only had one team that I kind of uh, went to visit. And, you know, they sit you down and they talk to you and they tell you how much, uh, how good you be for their program, how good you be for their city, for their team, you know, your your football acumen, my IQ. I've been around the game. I can teach others how to play the game. So you kind of meet with them and, and, and you meet with the GM. You know, I've never had to meet with a GM other than Jerry Reese. I've by, never... by the way, I can't wait till you slip up and say, like, a coach's name or a GM's name. <laughs> I'm close. I'm close to just throwing somebody under the bus here. Um, but I've never had to meet with any GMs or any of that, like other than Jerry Reese. And that was always cordial. It was always either welcome back mm -hmm. or like, you know, welcome, you know, happy to have you for another six years when I signed my contract or, you know, or it was a conversation or the last conversation we had when they was letting me go. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I've only had those conversations with him. So to sit with other teams or the one other team that I've sat with so far, I was a little eerie, a little different, but it's part of the process. And I'm excited about it. You know, part of me is I'm nervous, excited, you know, so many different emotions just going through my body at the time. So I'm just uh, I'm just in a position where I just want to focus on what I can focus on, control what I can control. Shout out to um, my receiver coach for the Giants, who I, I leave it, I, I let him remain nameless because he, you know, he likes to be low key. <laughs> um, but he just the biggest thing I took from him, man, was control what you can control, and, yeah. and all I can control is. Being somewhere on time, taking care of my body, making sure I'm ready when my number's called. And that was the biggest thing. If you see a lot of my posts when I was, you know, posting things on Instagram was stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You know, that was one of the biggest things that mm -hmm. I live by this entire offseason. That's one of the things I've, I've learned from spending time with you and spending time with other athletes, you know, whether it be LeBron or JR or whoever. You guys are, are, are you know, creatures of habit. Right, you guys are creatures of habit. You're used to doing things in a certain manner during a certain time, a certain way. Um, what's been the biggest difference for you? Like, I think, I think, did the Giants report or was it off season workouts? What's that like? Has that been weird to you? Like, what's what's been um, what's that process been like for you 
it's the first time in your career, um, excluding the the season you were injured, that it's different. Like the the process is different for you. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little, especially when they reported. Because I was like, okay, I know. You know, I know the date. Like I know the date they're going back. <laughs> right. I, you know, Odell hit me like, yo, I'm coming back. Like, you know, I'm in New York, and you know, I'm in the city. I'm back in Jersey. Hit me. You know, blah blah blah. So. I know they're back, and to not be there, to not have gotten that phone call from a coach, or like, it's a little eerie. It's a little different, mm-hmm. um, and it's just you know I miss it. You know you miss being a part of you know you, you don't see your guys, you don't see your friends, your teammates for an extended period of time, and then you're back, and then you see them again, and it's all love, and then you guys are going out, you see each other in the locker room, even you know we're the Giants were such a family. Even after the locker room situation, I I go to their cribs after they come mm-hmm. to my house, we would chill, we would mm-hmm. hang out. So I miss that. You know, not that that can't happen, but just mm-hmm. the flow of how everything goes. I don't see them as often because I'm not in the locker room and things like that. So that part was a little different. I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. I'm loving this time off. <laughs> this time off has been fantastic. <laughs> so I can't front on that. Um, but I very much want to be a part of a team. I very much want to be in that locker room, feeling that energy again. And hopefully I'm granted that um, after this draft. And what's the, any any sort of... Not not towards the team or any individual, but any chip on your shoulder, you feel you still have to prove anything at this point in your career? Always. Uh, especially now, definitely in the beginning as an undrafted free agent, proving that you can play at this level, proving that you can play and make plays at this level. I think I've proven that. I think the, the two years of injuries and coming back from that and you know the way I came back against the Dallas Cowboys, having four catches or three catches, whatever it was, in the game-winning touchdown – I couldn't have painted a better picture mm-hmm. than that. But as the season went on, I wanted to prove more and more that I can make those big plays that I used to make and make those contributions to a football team that I can make. And I think I proved that. Even in little time, even in, with little opportunities given, I think I proved that I can still make plays at a high level in this league. So, And now as I continue to move on, it's like, okay, now I want to be a 1,000-yard receiver again. Like now I want to get mm. – I want to be a 70, 80 catch guy again. Like – Will that opportunity be presented to me? I hope so, but that's how I'm. That's how I'm treating this. That's how I want to go into an, an organization with the idea that I can be a thousand yard guy again. I can be a seventy catch guy again. I can be a eight, nine, ten touchdown a year guy again. So as you wait and go through this process, um, your fans wait and go through the process. You mm-hmm. know. You know, I've seen on your social media people like anywhere with the Cowboys. <laughs> Get out of the <laughs> NFC East. That's, that's what everybody said. hundred no, percent. I uh, can't see you in an Eagles jersey. That's their what? voice too. I can't what? see you. <laughs> that's how they sound. Don't ever go to the Eagles. Um, any sense of timing on when do you think um, you might get something done? So I have comment. I've obviously, you know. I might as well move in with my agent. I speak to the guy so much. Um, but he's telling me that, you know, a lot of these teams are calling and they are interested, but they want to wait till after the draft. And that's kind of when a lot of veteran guys get picked up is when teams go through their draft process. Um, and then, you know, after that, they're like, okay, where where do we need to fill the gaps? Where do we need to fill in these veteran guys that can not only help younger guys grow, um, but they can also contribute and help us win football games. And I think that happens – Almost right after the draft, which is ironic Uh-oh. as I'm thinking about it. Talk to me. If you go back to 2010, 2011 year, that my draft year, Okay. being an undrafted free agent, you have to wait till after the draft anyway. Mm. So if it all kind of comes full circle, 
the same way I came in is the same way my final years are going to play out. Yeah, waiting till after the draft to get a phone call from a team and being as excited to get that phone call as if you were actually drafted. You have to make one promise on your show to your listeners. Talk to me. They will be the first to hear the big news on your show on where you're going. 1,000%. Uh, this show will be uh, the first place to hear it if, uh, you know, if Adam Schmelter doesn't <laughs> doesn't leak it first. But, I'll, you know, you'll hear it from my voice on this show, the Victor Cruz show. Um, someone will probably give Co-star you Co-star yeah. Neither. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Neither. Neither. <laughs> Moving moving right <laughs> along here. Um, but, yeah, this will be the first place that you'll hear uh, where I'm going, my next steps, any next moves by Victor Cruz will be will be given right here. Perfect. Football stuff aside, okay. um, you've been busy as of late. I saw a little announcement, oh, a little man. big announcement um, on your social media, man. Uh, three letters. Uh, MTV, talk to us, man. I mean, so Los Angeles wasn't just all fun and games, Pete. You know what I'm saying? I was out there trying to work and trying to get some things going, and then this MTV situation kind of, kind of, uh, you know, I was approached by them. I, the funny thing is, I had a meeting with them about two years ago. I pitched them on a on a sneaker related type of show, and they didn't love it. You know, they didn't hate it, but they didn't love it. It just, I don't know, I don't think the timing of it was uh, fit their schedule. Okay, but. They had a show called The Challenge, Chance versus Pros come up. And the woman told me immediately, the woman I met with uh, when they were going through their meetings at MTV, she said my name came up and it wasn't even a discussion. It was like, Victor Cruz is perfect. Let's get him. And luckily I was in Los Angeles. It wasn't a long shoot time. And we got it done, man. And I'm the host of where The you, Challenge, Chance Where do you think pros. I was on that short list of hosts? Like you, me, Denzel. I'm, I'm like not who? sure if you were on the list, Pete. Were you on the list? Such a hater, man. It's ridiculous. Man. <laughs> I'm not sure if you even made the short list, let alone the long list. Pause. But so tell us about the show. The show itself. Okay, so the show is is the Challenge Champs versus Pros. So it's former Challenge champions of the past. If anyone's familiar with MTV, the Johnny Bananas, the West, the mm -hmm. Durrells, the CTs of the world, the Camilla, the Cara Maria. All of these are classic names. Anyone that watches these shows on MTV. These are classic names that people know and love and have grown to love over the years. Like, it's funny. I'm seeing Johnny Bananas. I'm like, yo, Johnny, I used to watch you when I was in high school, fam. Like, <laughs> like you still out here doing this. Like, this is dope. Like, I'm get to host you guys and watch it firsthand for myself. And then it goes up against current or former professional athletes like my, my guy Sean Merriman, Cameron Wembley, uh, uh, Lolo Jones, Louis, like all these great, great athletes, Snow, you know, Louis Vito. Um, just guys that are like tremendous athletes in their own right, and they go head to head, man. And it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. Some of these challenges are they get. I was, it's very I was just gonna real. ask that. Like, are the athletes like you know what? I'm an athlete or an ex athlete. I'm not gonna like f this person up. Yo, or... it's funny because in the you know the first episode, you kind of get to know the guys. They don't know what they're really in for. Uh -huh. They're kind of you know they know what you know they know they're gonna be doing something. But until you do it, you don't know what's happening. So, you know, the first episode, they're kind of looking and they're like, got their chest up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we good. Like, against them? Like, like we're good. Like, I'm killing at the Y. 1,000%. 1,000%. So, as the show goes on, and we're in the second episode, third episode, fourth episode, they're starting to change. They're tired. They're asking questions. So, we're, what what are we doing here? <laughs> they're like, because some of the, you know, the challenge champs that have, they've done this before. They mm. understand each and every you know, obstacle. We change it up, obviously, but mm -hmm. they get it. They understand what part of the obstacle this is, and they get it. So it's like 
the, the pros are like, okay, so this is what now? Like we're doing. And we're the challenges ain't there to play around. Like they're there to try to win. Oh no, they're trying to win. They're getting fifty thousand dollars to their charities. Um, to each of them, there's there's two winners at the end, and they each get fifty thousand dollars to their respective charity. Mm. And every charity, this is the dopest part. Every charity means something to them. So they're not just picking charities out of a hat or whatever the case may be. They're picking charities that are close to their hearts and close to their families' hearts and really benefit. And this money is really going to go to these charities and benefit someone, you know, down the line. Dope. So when can people, uh, when's the show premiere? Obviously, they can see it on MTV, I'm guessing, right? MTV, Is it May, I believe? It is in May. Um, The show is in May. We just wrapped the show early April. And the, the show debuts on May 16th on MTV. May 16th on MTV. Before we get off this topic, what was hosting like? Like, because you talk about, like, the competition itself. Like, is mm-hmm. that kind of new to you? I mean, you've done certain stuff, but what was that like for you? It was different for me. And, and it was, you know, they brought in a host coach to kind of guide me along and trying to get me. Not that I needed a coach or anything, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm a natural, obviously. No, but they brought in a, ho- co- a host coach just to get me. Is that a hoe coach? Uh, <coughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even entertain that one. We're going to go right along. Um... <laughs> So, oh so they brought in a host coach. I don't even know where to go from there. A host coach. Host coach. Okay, yeah. clear. Uh, just to get me, you know, just to just to show me little tips and little things that I could use while I'm hosting to kind of, you know, be better and be more relaxed and be more of myself while on set. And it helped me a ton, man. Once I realized that I, you know, probably around the second episode, I was like, oh, I could, this is, I could just be myself. I could take these lines and take, you know, my interactions with them and, and uh and, and turn it into something that's that's myself. And the biggest part was getting to know the cast. They made it easier because they're there and they understand how all of this works. Um, so getting to know them and being friendly with them, it just made my job that much easier. And um, I you know I feel like I did a tremendous job. But tune in May 16th to either confirm or deny what I'm saying. Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to see it. Um, 2017 has mm-hmm. been a super dope year to me. For a number of reasons, but the one reason I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now, um, only four months into the year, could we have had any stronger a year musically? You mean because Rick Ross has the album of the year? Is that what you're saying? Is that what we're gonna do right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're in April, and the the quality of music we've gotten so far has been fire. amazing. It's on fire right now, and I feel like the gift and the curse has been. When an album comes out, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Drake's coming. Actually, I was with you. I was in your house in L.A. Mm-hmm. When, when Drake dropped, dropped right? Dropped, yep. And it was funny because you had, like, you know, Nike people in the house. We had, like, you know, friends. We had all sorts. of was probably, like, 20 people there. And me and you were, like, by the speaker yep. trying to hear the album. A thousand percent. Trying to give it a I listen. I think I was throwing a little shindig in the house. <laughs> I was having some people over. And um, we hear the album dropped, and, like, we stopped. And mind you, the album drops, you know, on the East Coast later so we get yep. a little earlier so we got it like six o'clock yep. or yep. something like that yep. seven o'clock p.m and we're like oh we got all day to listen to this so we plugged it in i literally got it on repeat and we're just hearing lines and we're hearing different bars and we're like whoa we like, were literally standing in the corner by the speaker while literally. everyone's like having a party yep 100%. trying to hear it um and that but free it, smoke came on yeah i mean but but it's it's like i feel like Everything's about that album until the next album drops, right? And I think you know it brings on a, a, a larger conversation about the state of music, where it's like the life cycle of music is like two weeks, 
I'm on to the next exactly. one. I don't even remember that album. But like, I think Drake's album, you know, More Life, Rick Ross's album, Rather You Than Me, Kendrick's album, I know you're a fan of. Yeah. Um, the music's been incredible, man. Like, like I know music's a big part of what you do in terms of when you're working out, when you're in mm-hmm. the whip, at the crib. You know, talk about like, like some of your favorite albums and why. Man, I mean... These albums right here, like I have literally, I've played nothing else. I've played Rick Ross, Drake, K Dot, back to back to back, and I love that I get different vibes from each one. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can have the argument on who is better, who's out, which is we better. do all the time, by the way, all the time. Whether it's via, you know, group chat or whether it's in person mm-hmm. or whether whatever the case may be. I just had a conversation with Sean Brown the other day about what about who's a festival artist and who's doing Ooh. this. Rick Ross can't do Coachella. Travis Scott bodied Coachella. All these words. I'm like, do we really care about Coachella? Is that our benchmark for who's good and who's not good? You know, so it's 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 very much a, a back and forth, a give and take about these things. But, man, Rick Ross, Drake, K-Dot, they have tremendous, tremendous albums, and they're just I mean, it's just killing the game right now. You know how I settle all of that, right? You know what my one scenario question is all the time? What's that? We're recording this show in a studio in New York City. Mm -hmm. Tonight, Rick Ross is performing at Barclays. (laughs) God. Drake is performing at the Garden. And Where's K-Dot? K-Dot's at Prudential. Prudential. Okay, okay. okay. Right? Who are you going to go see? They all start at 8.30 p.m. Don't do this. Yes, I can't, well, that's I can't, what we're doing. Well, I, it we, doesn't mean they're not all great. I want to know what show you're going to. I can't just K Dot, Drake, and Rick Ross have a show same night. I can't Uber to all three no, for thirty minutes. No, 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 no. You got to go to one. And there could be all sorts of factors. You've seen this one nine times already. You've seen. Oh, I can use those factors. I, I'm giving you. You're a, giving I'm, me those I'm factors. Giving you an olive branch. <laughs> <I'm giving> you... <laughs> oh. Well, I've seen Drake three or four times. Okay, okay. I've never seen Kendrick Lamar perform live. Okay. I've seen Rick Ross perform. Is, is there a reason you haven't seen Kendrick perform? No, there's no okay. reason okay. other okay. than timing and just not okay. being there when he's performing and missing the dates okay. and all of that good stuff. There's not, you know, no reason, no other reason than that. Check. Um, and Rick Ross, I've seen him perform, but to see him perform this album would okay. be dope. But I got to go Kendrick Lamar because... I had never seen him perform, and I I need I need to see K Dot come out as Kung Fu Kenny with the with the Kung Fu joint on with you know what I'm saying. I need to see him just go full <laughs> element. I need to hear that element song for he needs to perform that for DNA. I need that like off the bat. I need that Kendrick. I'm, I already know who you're going to who you're going to see, man. You already know where I'm going. You've seen him a hundred times. The best artist out right now. And we're talking about rap. <laughs> Let's not do this. <laughs> Let's do it. I, do you asked me a question. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? If we're talking about okay. rap, okay. solely rap, we know okay. Drake can make passion fruit. Okay. We know Drake can make Mabida Rhythm, if that's how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> we're pronouncing it again? Mabida Rhythm. That's you my little. You see that's, his <laughs> face when he says that. <laughs> that's my little. Mabida Rhythm. That's my little Jamaican vibe right there. And. You you know he can do that, mm-hmm. but if we're talking about rap and Kendrick, don't sleep. Kendrick can do that. Kendrick just decides that he's going to be a conscious style rapper okay. and still give you bars on top of that. Okay, which is hard to do and sell copies in this day and age, and he does that fantastically. Okay, because his album ain't 
it ain't you know, it's doing numbers right now. Hundred percent streams, but whatever, however you want to. Hundred percent. Like six hundred k first week. Or but if we're talking rap, okay. Drake puts out a rap album. Kendrick puts out a rap album. Who do you think will be the better rap album? He's scratching his eye, folks. <laughs> no, I listen. know y'all can't see, but he scratches his eye to <laughs> buy time. Listen, I'm gonna say this, man. At this point in my life. I'm all about enjoying life. Here we go. Okay? I'm all about enjoying life. Okay. I don't want to be categorized into this or that. I just want to enjoy life. And part of enjoying life is if we're having a get-together, if you and I are having a barbecue, (laughs) whose catalog are we putting on shuffle? He curves it. (laughs) (laughs) Whose catalog? He curves the question every time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm using air quotes, people. Kung Fu Kenny is nice. (laughs) (laughs) No hate. He's one of the nicest to do it. He's ill. I just don't know if I want to listen to conscious rap for three hours. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I, it's it's difficult sometimes to get through the album. You got to be in that mood. To your credit, I have a friend that literally just came up to me a couple with a couple days ago, and she says, "I just went to a Drake party," and I was like, "Oh, you went to a party? Drake was there?" She goes, "No, no, no, no. I went to a house party, and they played Drake the entire time, exclusively Drake." It was a Drake party. You knew that going in. Like, you're coming over. We're having a Drake party at our house. And they played Drake for three and a half hours. Old music, new music, unreleased, the joint that's not on Mm -hmm. albums. And I have to give credit where credit is due. Not many artists are able to have an entire party filled with just Drake, just records from their catalog. You know what I want you to do? Very few. I I want you to invite your friend to a Kendrick Lamar party tonight (laughs) and see if she shows up. She might walk out of there with a Black Panther hoodie <laughs> and her fist raised. And that's fine, too. <laughs> if that's your thing. If and that's if your that's thing, your thing, nothing that's wrong fine, with it. too. Nothing wrong with it. Let me ask you. Man. I, I feel like, you know, we were just saying about the life cycle of albums. I feel like Ross ain't get his due, man. Like, because of Drake. Because of what follows. Yeah, Drake's such but a some, monster. It, it like, depends on who you ask. Some okay. people are like, yo, that Ross. Like, oh I love, God. they hit you with a, yo, Drake's hard. Kendrick is tough. But that Ross... Cause the, I can't get past those first three records. Yeah, Apple in my eye, like oh, all that. Like, man. like I'm gonna be honest. That Santorini, Greece. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I mean, you listen to that and you like want to charter something. You want to charter 1, a yacht or something like Yo, that. Yo, let's be clear. We have a wedding that we're going to. Shout out to Ronnie Five. Yes. We have a wedding that we're going to an end of June into July, which I'm still paying for, by the way. One thousand percent. I'm still paying off. Anybody, look, I'm taking small loans. <laughs> if anybody wants to book a flight for me, whatever you guys want to do, but it's in. The wedding is in Tel Aviv, Israel. Yep. And then we're taking a, a relatively short flight over to Mykonos, Greece, which I hear is a stone's throw away from Santorini, Greece. So me being the guy I am, for strictly Snapchat purposes, I want to go to Santorini, Greece, and put the geotag on my <laughs> Snapchat so I could get all the way live on my Snap. Santorini, Greece, Rick Ross, I'm here. He put it on the map. And I'm here, dog. So like, <laughs> that song alone, being out there, it, it, it's a movement, man. That Rick Ross album is is fantastic. Yeah, I feel it's special. I feel like it, it was like sandwiched in between, like you know, Drake came and then you know, Kendrick came. Mm-hmm. That album is special, man. That album, like he's talking that talk, man. And it'll stand the test of time, you know, as years go on, and you know, we'll see what happens. I think all three of them will stand the test of time, and and this will be remembered as a moment in hip hop where three albums came out relatively close to one another, and they all lived. They all lived. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to be clear before we move on. Um, 
you'd go to the Kendrick show. Here so just go. when we bump into Drake and Future the Prince, who's family to both of us. Don't do this. Um, I just want to, because I'll have this in my pocket. But I'd preface it by saying, look, guys, you know. <laughs> now there's a preface. I love, I've seen Drake, a hundred, I, hey, Drake, I've seen you 40 <laughs> times. I've seen Kendrick zero times on TV, yes, but like, I need to see Kendrick. I need to see what energy he got. I heard it's just him and a microphone out there. So is Drake. So is Drake. Not taking it away. But I need to see what Kung Fu Kenny's all about. Uh, it's just Adele and a microphone, too. I'd have no problem going to that show before Kendrick show. 1,000%. <laughs> um, she might be the biggest star on the planet, by the way. 100%. You know um, Crazy. Um, close to wrapping up, but we can't wrap up before we talk about this atomic bomb you dropped on social media the other day um, in the form of a shoe. You mean that Rose Gold Rico that I just dropped out Shout out to my boy Rose Gold Rico. Hey, when you're in Santorini, Greece, on oh, the that, snap, listen, playing man. playing Santorini, Greece, you got to have that on. Sockless. <laughs> no socks in the Air Trainer Cruise Rose Gold Ricos. I mean, this is, this is one of my favorite colorways of all time. This is one of my favorite shoes, obviously, of all time. It's my shoe. I obviously love it. And I truly think this colorway is going to transcend time i think this colorway is going to stand the test of time i think years down the line people are going to look back at this colorway and be like yo this colorway was so crazy the quality of the shoe the fit the way people view it the way you can wear it dress it up dress it down whatever you can do whatever however you want to wear the shoe it's going to be amazing i mean the shoe drops uh on on april 27th april 27th which is two days from now Okay. Um and and you know where can people cop it like you where? can go to Kith okay. NYC, you can go to Sneaker Room in Jersey City, they're gonna be in Nike.com, they'll be in Foot Locker, Foot Action I believe, um and I think that's it. But they'll be they'll be available. They're out there. They're super limited. They're a quick strike release. That's why they're so, you know, retailers are getting them now. Like today. Yeah, how did it come about? Because it felt like your shoes came out, people knew the colors, mm-hmm. and you know, and there was all this talk about the red one, and you know, you've been seen or spotted wearing it <clears throat> courtside in different places. And then this came out of nowhere. Like was this always part of the plan, this shoe or No, they kinda came to me with a couple of different colorways okay. and I kinda said yay, nay. And then this one I saw and was like, Whoa, like this one's serious. It, mm-hmm. it, at first it had a uh there's a hardware piece on the side of it that's you know, depending on how you look at it, it's a V and a C. We've done that on purpose. Um, and they had a yellow gold at first. And I was like, nah, we got to change this to rose gold. Your rose gold is my favorite color. Rose gold is my favorite, you know, everything. And we have to we have to incorporate this somehow, some way. So they changed the piece to rose gold, and it just makes the whole shoe just pop. And I think that's what people connected to. And I wanted to commemorate my boy, Rico, who I grew up with. I've known him for years. And I want to start doing that. I want to start commemorating my friends and family and, and incorporating them into the things I do, whether it's a shoe, whether it's a collaboration, whether it's just putting them on to whatever I'm doing. I want to start incorporating my family more and my friends more into what I'm doing. That's why I named this shoe. You know, the street, you know, the technical name is the Air Trainer Cruise Orange Quartz, mm-hmm. but the street name of the shoe is the Air Trainer Cruise Rose Gold Rico. So, I want you to look out into like the little room outside of the studio we're recording. If you okay. look, you'll see our engineer Paul, and then you'll see Alex, who's my assistant, who you know very well. So, just to be clear, this man Paul has an assistant, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
He has someone that handles let's, his let's, schedule. Let's not day-to-day. do this, man. Mind we you, he is a microcosm of the show. He barely. He's. I don't know how he, his assistant is the one who gives him the, the the address to these places. Now I get it. Listen, before you big her up on the way here, okay. Alex and in all of her infinite wisdom was like, I can't wait to see Victor. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. His shoe, the only shoe, it's the smallest size is a size seven in men's. I don't think he's Yikes. really being thoughtful to like women. I'm a size like five, blah, blah, blah. She's quiet as a church mouse in that room. Yo, she came that. to pick me up in the elevator. <laughs> oh, hey, hey good, good to see you. Hi, Victor. I was just coming down to get you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hi, Alex. How are you? Hey, not a mention of the shoe, huh? Not one. Not one. Way to go, Alex. But that's a that's another thing. Like, there's not a day that goes by, P, that someone isn't in my DM, in my Facebook messages, in my text messages. Like, when are you making kids sizes? Mm. When is that happening? Well, you know why that happens? Because your daughter was stunting on people. One thousand percent. And she will continue to. Do so. <laughs> <laughs> and she will continue to do so. But uh, those she should. when she wore those pink things, people were going crazy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that was a sign of things to come with Nike. And uh, hopefully they come around and start making some kids' shoe, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Is, and maybe you can't speak on it. Is this the end of the line for the shoe? Is there any conversations for another? This is the last shoe okay. uh, of the Air Trainer Cruise One with Nike. Okay. Um, we are having conversations, as anyone can have conversations with anyone you see on the street about many different topics. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see where we net out, but. Um, but you know, Nike's very much family, and you know, we'll see what happens. Someone brought this up to me the other day. They was like, "Yo, like, are you even aware that they might, you know, retro your shoe one day? Like, you know, you might oh, be forty crazy. years old down the line. Like, your shoe, like, they'll drop the wheat one all over again." And I'm like, "Yo, I didn't even. I'm not even thinking like that. I'm thinking about what's next, what's going on, how we're we gonna make this one hotter than it already is. Like, I'm, and they're like, "Yo, they might retro your joints." And I'm like, "Don't, don't do this to me, man." Don't that, do this. That anymore. is kind of crazy. But before we leave, talk to me, P. <clears throat> P. You just you just boarded a plane. Okay. <laughs> you know. Hey, hold up, people. Listen, when we do this it's show, we have notes. On the spot. <laughs> when we do this show, we have notes. It's on my notes. Listen, we're done with the notes. It's All on of my sudden, notes. He's adding stuff to it. It's on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he has no, now you got notes? Yep, 1,000%. Uh, so I got a nice little notepad here. Guys, shout out to Uninterrupted. This is a real This is a real situation we have here. We have notepads in here. Pens. This is pens. Water. Pens that work. Water in a glass, not the bottle. And and P is actually sober today. We don't have any alcohol in here. I thought about it, but it's early. I honestly thought about it. So you recently just boarded a plane. Talk to us about where you went. I think you were somewhere like Madrid. You watched some soccer. You you ate steak and wine with executives at oh, at midday. It was yeah. three p.m. and he's having yeah. wine. That's and... how they do it over there, man. Jeez, I just go, I just go where the meetings are, man. I uh, okay. I had the. If uh... anyone follows P on on, <laughs> on social media, you know that whenever his his his, his caption reads meetings. It's a it's a huge deal. It's not just regular. <laughs> he's like boarding a PJ and he's writing meetings. You know what I'm saying? So talk to us. Listen, man. I uh, I had honestly the uh, honor of joining uh, Stephen Ross, who, amongst many other things, is the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Big money. Yes, yes. Bees. B- bees. I like I like green jerseys. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> um, uh, Maverick Carter, who's my friend and partner, and you're a very good friend as well. Absolutely. Uh, Future the Prince, who manages Drake, uh, the greatest artist out. Um, 
I can't. No, I can't, I'm, yeah, was, I'm confirmed. Okay, confirmed. Right, I was just checking. I, was I just can't checking. argue that. I, can't I was argue just that. checking. Uh, Danny Silman, who's running uh, a Classico, um, and Charlie, who's the president or CEO of ICC, and we literally went. Uh, actually, I got to tell you the most incredible story ever. Okay, we're at Teterboro. Okay, that's where the private jets are. We're, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're at Teterboro, and if you've ever flown private, as you have many a times, you get a tail number. <clears throat> that's basically like your flight number if you're flying Delta Jet Blue flight 1430, right? So private planes have a tail number as well. So we're walking out to the runway, and it's uh, Charlie, Danny, Future the Prince, Mr. Ross, and myself. And we're walking to one plane. It's a G650. So it's a very large private plane, right? A very nice, expensive private plane. It's Mr. Ross's plane. We're walking to the plane. Like staff's escorting us. It's about 10 p.m. Um, and Future the Prince... Taps me on the shoulder and he goes, wait, I think that's our plane, like a plane next to the plane we're going to. And I look at the tail number and it's a tail number that's on our manifest. So I'm like, oh, you're right. So we go to tell Mr. Ross, like, hey, are we sure it's not that plane? And he looks at us and he goes, yeah, that one's that one's mine, too. But I want to take this one because the beds are more comfortable. <laughs> Plural. Beds. Yeah, beds. The man had wow. two G. 650s on the runway, gassed up with the ladders down, ready to go to London. Next to each other. And was like, now nah, we're going to take this one. Wait, so y'all, did y'all separate? Was he on one and y'all on another? No, or, no, no, no. Oh, okay, we okay, all okay. went on the same one. Okay, We okay, all went okay. on the same one. But if that wasn't boss enough, when we get on the plane, he tells the pilot, Jimmy, by the way. Shout hey, out to Jimmy. Hey, hey, Jimmy, can you slow us down? I'd like to get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> I... Throw it on autopilot for listen, a little minute, Jimmy. Listen, Future looks at me and says, I can get off this plane right now. There's nothing else I can learn on this trip. Like, I've never seen anything like this before. That's insane. So we went over to London, had some great meetings with Mr. Ross and team, um, met some really great people. Then we went over to Madrid. And um, as you know, we're bringing El Clasico to Miami in July. So we went and saw El Clasico in Madrid, one of the greatest games ever. Um, Messi scored two goals, one in you know extra time. Um, it was an experience like no another. We just got back yesterday, I think. Um, I'm still upside down with the timing, so. Okay. Um, but it was great. But clearly, it wasn't my plan. Normally, I fly Jet Blue. Here we go. Jet Blue, not go. private jet. Sure thing. Hey, so anything else? Listen, what what um, anything for your fans? Anything for people listening that they should be checking for? Um, in the meantime. I mean, keep you know the draft is coming up here on the 27th, which the irony is that's the same day that. The Rose Gold Rico Air Trainer Cruise drops. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, hopefully I'll be being called by a football team shortly after that to go join their organization. Um, go to MTV on May 16th to yep. check out the new show, The Challenge Chance versus Pros. Uh, let me know how I did. First hosting gig. Talk to me. Uh, give me your positive feedback, your negative feedback. I'll take it all. I already know how Twitter works and Instagram <laughs> comments work. Um more collaborations in the in the in the fashion space. Love it. Uh, linked up with some guys out in Los Angeles. Uh, gonna do some stuff with them. Shout out to my brother Chris Stamp, stand up dude. Stamp clothing. Go get a bunch of stamp clothing. Go to Stamp LA on La Brea. Uh, go to Stamp.com. Go cop cop cop. And um, that's it, man. How about you, P? Anything coming up other than crashing the show? We're just, every, we're just working, man. I'm just happy week. to be here on Uninterrupted, man. Shout you out can to catch Uninterrupted. Us. Ain't it nice? Hey, nice glassware. Nice glasses. <laughs> and the budgets are different over we here, man. We got a microphone that actually <laughs> works. We don't got to tap it three times you to make sure it works. You don't got to bring in your backpack. No, listen, it's a real deal now, man. It's a real deal now. So that means we got to step our game up, P. No, that means for we gotta, sure. 
For sure. We got to bring up the real thing. So. And we'll be doing it consistently. And I think our next show, God willing, will be you making an announcement. Absolutely. Um, so for the time being, you can catch us at uninterrupted.com. You can catch us at, at uninterrupted on Instagram and Twitter. And obviously our handles. Um, take us home, Vic. Uh, this has been the Victor Cruz Show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Uninterrupted, for having us. And we will continue to be great as we continue to be on this show. Uh, P, thank you for crashing, as, as usual. Always. As always. And, uh, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace.